0: Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, experienced staff at local branches, and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So, whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call clickgranger.com. Or just stop by Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, this is Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. Yes, my voice still sucks. Uh, No, I do not have COVID. I've had both of my shots. I'm fine. Um, I think it's just where the weather's changing where I'm at. But tonight, I haven't talked to you guys in so long. Yeah, I know it's been like a day since it's about 2.15 a.m. where I'm at. I'm recording this on Saturday, May 15th, and we need to talk about Impact Wrestling's Under Siege pay-per-view. starts tonight at 8 p.m., and it's one of Impact Wrestling's many-monthly Pay-per-views. They don't really call it a pay-per-view, but it's only available on Impact Plus. So you have to pay for that. Now, I know they only consider the four big pay-per-views, which the next one is Slammiversary, to actually be pay-per-views, but that's why I call them the mini-monthly pay-per-views. Starts at 8 o'clock, should go, I would say, until about 10.30, 11 o'clock, somewhere around there. Now, we're dealing in Eastern Standard Time. I know this would be 2 a.m. for all of you uh, British listeners, but um, still, I actually kind of think it's almost worth staying up for, especially if you don't have to work on Sunday. So, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about each match on the card. We're going to talk about who I want to win, and then who I think will win. Make the prediction, and then we'll talk about what maybe should happen afterwards. But first of all, I need you guys to write and tell me about W. Morrissey. Why does he have that W? Is that his real name's initial? Is that in honor of somebody? I I think if I understood why, then I would be cool with it. Right now, it sounds kind of stupid when he's getting announced. Anyway, W. Morrissey is taken on Willie Mack. Those of you who listen to the first podcast and have probably, I've said it several times in this particular podcast episodes, I can't stand Willie Mack. I don't know why. Don't write me and ask me why. Uh, because I really don't. There is something about him I cannot get into his character. I I cannot... When he does a promo, I hear Peanuts' teachers, Charlie Brown's teacher, wah, 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 when he's speaking. I cannot keep focused on him. And as far as him being in the ring, I know he was a champion. I know... He's athletic, and I still... There's something about him that I just can't get behind and root for. And that's why I want W. Morrissey to win. And I also think W. Morrissey is going to win, and that's who I'm predicting. Because he has came in with such a great character. A character that is actually... Telling the truth. And maybe fans don't realize it. Or maybe they do. And they like him even better for it. He has been through a lot of real life struggles. And is kind of trying to shed some light on the business. And I really am enjoying that. So I don't think with his debut just being last month. I really don't see how you can have him lose already into someone like Willie Mike. I think Willie Mike has dropped down from top tier to mid-tier. And as Morrissey is climbing, I think that this is just a rung on his ladder that he's got to get through and I think they definitely will not be in a program after this. I can't see this continuing. Maybe I'm wrong, but I i don't know. I don't know why it would continue. They haven't given a reason why it would. Then we have Brian Myers versus Black Tyrus. Um, guys... I somehow feel um, they are pushing Decay. Even though Rosemary lost on Thursday night, Black Taroos is the enforcer, the the invincible one. So, I somehow think that Rosemary, who isn't on this card, but will be out there for this match, I think Rosemary and Crazy Steve do play a factor in it. But I, I just can't see them allowing Brian Myers to win. Now, will this create a program with him and Decay? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think this leads to Brian Myers questioning himself and wondering where he stands in impact wrestling. Then we have Susan Kimberly versus Taylor Wilde and Tennille Dashwood. Again, write me and explain this to me. I don't understand this. I know Taylor Wilde wants to get to Deonna Purrazzo. And I know she feels like she needs to get some wins under her belt. She needs to prove that she's worthy of taking on Deonna Purrazzo. I understand that part. Tenille just had her best match ever in Impact Wrestling with Deonna Perazzo, But for some reason, that's not her interest. It's winning the tag team championships. So don't understand that. Don't really understand the whole Susan thing. Don't understand why she didn't turn into, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Sue Yang, or something. I am drawing a blank, I apologize. But I don't know why the last pay-per-view she didn't turn. Do I think she turns? With Taylor Wild, uh, maybe. I think the match I want to see is Taylor Wild and Susan as a tag team against Kimber Lee and Tael Dashwood. And I think Susan and Taylor Wilde would kill them, and it would be a great wrestling match. Because Tennille don't like to wrestle, although she just had a great wrestling match against Deanna. Before that, wasn't a bit aggressive, didn't care a bit. And Kimberly, I just kind of feel like she's just there. She's kind of hanging out. When she wrestles, uh, not really a big deal. If I've got it dvr sometimes I even hit the DVR fast forward button. Because, not real interesting, usually. Who am I picking in this? I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't care. Um. This will probably go get a drink match. Because, I, I honestly really don't care. Now, for prediction-wise, I'm picking Taylor Wilde. Well, and I guess she's going to drag Dashwood around with Caleb with Kay, But, again, like Morrissey, I don't think Ta- Taylor Wilde its too soon for her to lose. Especially to Kimberly and Susan, if she's not going to change. Unless Deonna Perrazzo comes out, which I don't see. She's got a match later in the evening. She's a little nervous, a little scared. And I don't see her coming out and helping. I do, however, seeing Taylor, Taylor Wilde go absolutely crazy and start beating them, especially Kimberly, trying to get Deanna Purrazzo to come out. Won't happen. Just realize that I've told you to write me twice. Haven't told you to where to write me. I think most of you know um, you've been able to get a hold of me through email. Uh, my email is pro wrestling ot at gmail com. I am on Twitter as pro overtime. That's two O's. Pro overtime. Yes, the DMs are open for you to yell, vent, gripe, complain, celebrate with me uh, privately. On Instagram, it's pro wrestling overtime. Again, DMs are open, but with this um, podcast going up on there, feel free to make your own predictions and leave them for me at the bottom, or you can always send them to me through a DM. And um, on Facebook, the page is wrestling overtime, and you can make any posts there. The rest of the matches are championship matches, except for Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers taking on Eddie Edwards and Finjuice. We'll talk about that at the end. It's going to be the main event. Let's talk about the Impact World Tag Team Champions number one contenders match. How's that for a mouthful? Um... We've got Ace Austin and his partner, Madman Fulton. TJP, who you guys know I absolutely love, with PD Williams. You've got Raheed, Raju, and Shira. And then you've got Triple XL. This match, I actually would have liked to have seen Chris Sabin. And either a comeback by Alex Shelley or Cowboy James Storm. Rather than, you know, Chris Sabin trying for the World Championship. We'll get to that, though, in a minute. But I don't understand why they're not in this. Now, who do I want to win? You guys know, I want the master of submissions, counter-submissions... Moves, counter moves. TJP to win and PD Williams. I used to listen to PD Williams podcast. I guess it's about a year and a half ago. He's hilarious. Who do I think will win? I think they're going to give it to Ace Austin and Madmon Fulton. I think that they will be a good contest for Juice, But we'll have to wait and see. I personally thought that Ace Austin wasn't wanting to be a tag team anymore, but I also understand if you want to be on the card and they say, hey, the only way you can get on there is being a tag team, then you're a tag team. So, like I said, I really would be celebrating if TJP and Petey Williams win, but I'll also be celebrating, because I got my prediction right, if Ace Austin and Madman Fulton win. So then, let's go um, to the Impact World Championship number one contenders match. I could pretty much make a case... For all of these guys. You guys know. I absolutely. Love. Trey Miguel. I would love for him to be number one contender. I. Wish it could be. On an AEW. Pay per view though. I wish they would let Trey Miguel. Go to AEW and challenge Kenny Omega there. They're not going to do that. I don't even know if they will allow him to win because I have a funny feeling they're going to continue the Sammy Callahan Trey Miguel program. And that's fine with me. I think I, I love that program. I think it's awesome how. Sammy is teaching, yet Trey doesn't want to be taught. However, he's still learning the lessons. And I truly think that Sammy will eventually get him ready for the championship. He has to. So, for that reason, and only that reason, I don't think Trey Miguel wins at this time. I think Sammy Callahan really does a number on him. The other guy that I really want to win is Matt Cardona. How can you not want the Long Island Z to win? I am listening to his podcast and watching his YouTube series for the first time following along listen or I watch the show and listen to the podcast every week he has won me over because you got to remember for a time I watched the woo-woo but I was into other wrestlers other wrestling promotions and um, was coaching didn't have a lot of time to to just, you know, watch anything and everything. However, from watching his YouTube series, I have discovered some of his matches on YouTube, and I have enjoyed his work both in AEW and Impact Wrestling. I really wish they would give him a push. Do I think it comes here? No. No, I really don't. Um, I I really do wish, though. Now, I know what all of you are thinking, because you heard me back, probably in January or February, talk about it. That you think I'm going to pick Moose. I would love to. The problem is, Moose has already flat out said his contract runs out at the end of June. I don't know what it's up with Impact Wrestling having contracts run out on June 30th, when you know Slammiversary is two to three weeks later. I don't know why you don't have them run out in August, but hey, whatever, I don't know anything about contracts. They're not going to put Moose as the number one contender, build him up, and then let him lose, and then let him leave. I'm telling you right now, they will never get caught in a situation like they did with Tessa Blanchard in 2020. Never. They gave her the title in January, hoping she would re sign by June. Now, they didn't, to take up for Impact Wrestling, they had no clue that the pandemic was coming. They did know she was going to Mexico, but had no clue that she would be caught by the travel ban. They also probably had no clue that from January to June, She would never come back and drop the title in the ring. Now, I understand her side of things as far as she was getting married in Mexico. The embassy told her, if you cross that border, you might not be able to come back. And her fiancé couldn't cross the border because he's not an American citizen. So she decided to stay down there. I mean, I understand it. I'm not saying I agree with it or disagree with it. But I understand it. But her contract also ran out June 30th with her having the belt. I said this year in January February, Moose should be the champion. He should have beaten Rich Swan, which would then have sent up Kenny Omega versus Moose, and that would have been the match. I still think if Moose signs a contract, then he'll win this match and take on Kenny Omega. We'll still get that match. But if you listened very carefully to the three-on-three tag team match that they had on Thursday night, one of the announcers was trying to convince us about Prince Chris Saban talking about how athletic he was, how he was quick like Kenny Omega. He had moves, a skill set that also rivaled Kenny Omega. By them trying to pump him up and him talking about how he wasn't there for Cowboy James Storm when he got hurt and giving him a prominent role as far as that goes, I'm predicting it will be Chris Saban. Um, Do I like that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Let's move on. Let's talk about my favorite, and I do mean favorite, belt on Impact. Um, Almost any body that holds this belt, I end up liking. And that, that includes Rahit Raju. I love the Impact X Division Championship. I almost think, at times, it's better than their World Championship. We're getting Josh Alexander against El Fantasmo. Guys, if you have not watched the ELP, who find some of his matches and find them quick. He's been in New Japan strong. He has been in New Japan uh, with the Bullet Club. That's where I got to know him. And then he's had two matches, I guess, in Impact Wrestling. He's unbelievable. The things that he can do in his character work. I would like, honestly, to see him get... The X-Division Championship. I think he could do a lot with it. Make it strong. But right now... I don't think his time is now. I... don't think... that he should be the flavor of the month. Because there's not a doubt in my mind... that whoever wins this one... will lose it at Slammiversary... in July... And I think that needs to be Josh Alexander. He has worked 10 years to get here. He had to partner, and he knows I'm joking, but he had to partner with uh, Julian, Ethan Page, and uh, be part of the North with him. They were great. And so he deserves a run with this belt and to see what he can do with it. I would like to see a program between him and El Phantasmo. I also would like ELP to get into a program with TJP. I saw them wrestle in New Japan. I don't think they ever wrestled each other in New Japan Strong, but in New Japan, they put on some matches. If you can find those, those are unbelievable. They're as good as TJP versus Josh Alexander. But I do think Josh Alexander is a more technical wrestler and his counter submissions and his counter moves will beat ELP. That's both a want to and prediction. Then let's go to the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship. We've got Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellerine. Ellerine, sorry, I don't know why I'm mispronouncing words, other than it's two thirty in the morning. Um, versus Fire and Flavor. I hate that name, but Tasha Steele and Kira Hogan. Now, number one, I don't think they should have lost the belts. I really don't. Um, I feel like Rachel Ellerine is the flavor of the month. And because Jazz picked her, then basically they won. I don't think it should have happened. Uh, Because it's one of those, well, where do you go with this? What story are you telling? I understand Jordan Grace's lack of confidence. And Fire and Flava poking at her with that. As far as saying, you know, you couldn't win. You lost to Diana Perrazzo. You still couldn't win. Jazz comes in. You cost her victories. Now, it's just a matter of time before you start costing Rachel. Look at the last couple weeks. And... I I think they need to continue telling that story. I think Jordan Grace's character has developed a lot in the last six months. Her wrestling, I don't think, has been up to par. Knowing Impact, I think they leave the belts on Jordan and Rachel. They shouldn't. Like I said, they never should have got them. Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele, besides Deonna Purrazzo, are the best, th- best things that are happening right now in the women's division. Now, let me take that back. Um, Rosemary and Taylor Wilde also are showing out. But Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele have been very consistent. And so... I really think they should get the belts back. And I think whoever wins, you know, or fights to the top, I guess, of the Susan, Kimberly, Taylor Wilde, Tenelle Dashwood should possibly take them on. I still want to see Rosemary and Havoc cook up and be a tag team. So, I'm predicting that, you know, Hogan and Steele beat them. And we see Jordan Grace spiral. And can Rachel's positivity um, keep her from drowning? I think that's the story, probably, that they should tell. Then, we've got... The Impact Knockouts Championship. Deanna Perazzo's taken on Havoc. Guys, I enjoy Havoc. I don't want anybody to think I'm knocking her. I enjoyed her when she was in Ring of Honor. Um, when she's on the indies that I've seen. I'm trying to think if I've seen her anywhere else. But... Um, I really do like her work. Problem is... On Impact Wrestling, I don't know if they hold her back or she holds herself back. I have no clue. She doesn't have a personality. She's bland. When you see her on the indie circuit or you know at a GCW event... I think I saw her one time at, at Warrior Wrestling, too. She does have a personality. Now, she still doesn't have a loud, powerful voice that someone evil you think would have. But, I just, in Impact, I mean, think about it. You know, she let Father James Mitchell come back for Rosemary's Wedding. She did a spell, you know, all this. That's the thing. She's supposed to be all-powerful, evil. Yet she's really not. I truly believe Diana Perazzo finds some way to win. Whether it's through some minor cheating herself, or Susan and Kimberly coming out to... Offer a little help. I think Diana Perazzo is, you know, going to be the champion until Slammiversary where they either put her against Taylor Wild or one of their new signees. So then the main event is Kenny Omega. Who holds four belts, I believe, now? Triple A, the. They haven't got around to unify it, but both belts from Impact and the AAW belt. And the Good Brothers, who hold no belts because Finjus beat them. We get them going up against Eddie Edwards and Finjus. Cannot wait after watching. Uh, David Finley in New Japan vying for one of their tournaments. He was unbelievable. Cannot wait for him to get in the ring with Kenny Omega. I think there will be magic there. I really do. I know everybody thinks Juice Robinson and Kenny Omega. I don't know that I hold Juice as high as some people do. I watched him in that John Moxley match over in New Japan, and I wasn't impressed. And I haven't really been super impressed with him in Impact. This match, I want to see him really show out. Guys, either Don Callis interferes, which makes Impact Wrestling somehow suspend him. For choosing family over his job. Or Eddie Edwards and juice win. And that's what I'm predicting. And I am predicting that one of the good brothers costs them the match. Now, who can handle it? Carl Anderson. I think almost everybody loves him. Who can't handle it? Probably Luke Gallows. If I'm going to pick a person to to pin, I'm going to pick Luke Gallows. And I'm going to have Kenny Omega go after him. And I'm going to have Carl Anderson step in. Which is where you start seeing cracks. And whether you want to call them the elite or or the Bullet Club. I call them the Bullet Club. I see the Elite as something else. And the Good Brothers were not a part of that. The two sweet sign is Bullet Club. To me, the Elite has always been Cody, Kenny, and the Bucks. And possibly Marty and Flip would have been, I guess. But the Bullet Club included the Bucks, Kenny, the Good Brothers, Cody, And then you get into the WWE guys of AJ Styles, Adam Cole, Finn Balor, all of them. Here's another plug. Guys, go watch Finn Balor as Prince Devitt, the very first leader and founder of the Bullet Club in New Japan. If you can find any of those matches, go watch them. His character is awesome. Unbelievable, and the things he is allowed to do over there are just unreal. You will fall in love with Prince Devitt. Back to this match, though. I really do, I think, the Good Brothers get pinned, one of them. Letting Eddie Edwards and Finn Juice continue on Finn Juice's winning streak and getting under the good brother's skin. This also allows Kenny to say, I didn't get pinned. It's This is not my fault. And him to keep his uh, super confident narcissistic self away from all of this and blame it on the good brothers who are already not real comfortable n- being the only people in the American Bullet Club that don't have a belt. And Kenny saying and Don Callis saying, get your butts in gear. So that's kind of my predictions. Do we see anybody new show up? Well I'll tell you what, I was really, really hoping that with the vaccine Pretty much people, for the most part, are taking it that can. I know that we have a lot of our elderly and disabled and mental health um, people that don't trust the vaccine, can't get to the vaccine, need help signing up, need help calling. But I really was hoping the big comeback for this particular show was going to be Alex Shelley. For those of you who don't know, he is part of a clinic and he left, not because he was injured or anything. The clinic needed him and he could not justify flying to Nashville, being around people, even though they were tested. And then going back to the clinic because he said he was afraid of infecting or carrying it to one place or or another. And I totally respect that decision. But I was really hoping he would get with Chris Saban and they would make some noise. Any other surprises? No. For those of you that are hoping for Andrade, guys, I don't see it happening. Andrade, um, he thinks an awful lot of himself. And um, you know how I feel because all of you listened to the episode I did where Andrade is going to be taking on Alberto Del Rio. And you know my feelings on that. So I don't want to see him show up, but I don't think I have any issues or worries that he will show up. So that's basically my predictions. I can't really tell you where Impact's going to go. Because you got to realize... From one pay-per-view, many monthly pay-per-view, to the next, they film the block of episodes. Sometimes they film two blocks. And I think this is the end of the block. So, where taping went probably last week, I have no clue. I just know that Kenny Omega was supposed to show up for those tapings. He was given time off from AEW to be in Nashville. That's, that's all I know. Um, so where they're going to go, I don't know. And I'm not making you guys any promises. Uh, I feel like MLW, New Japan strong, um, AEW and WWE are a little easier to predict where storylines are going or where they should go, as some of you heard, um, uh, in the Bianca Belair episode, but what I want you guys to do, I don't care if you do it privately, that's fine. I know one person wrote me last month, uh, hard justice and said, I've been watching Impact Wrestling for, I don't know, seven, eight years, I think is what he said. He said, I, I'm doing this, but I I didn't want to put him on the public board. I didn't want people making fun of my reasons or anything. But he gave me his predictions and his reasoning why, where he thought, the storylines were going, or where they should go, made total sense. So I hope you write me again, and I think you have a better take sometimes on impact than I do, so I hope you write me again. I wish you would put it out publicly on Twitter, but I understand why you don't have the confidence yet, that's fine, we'll build you up, who knows, you might be on this podcast, or maybe you'll get your own. We just got to get the confidence going. But anyway, feel free write me at uh, emails, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Um, You guys, I did forget on Facebook, you can messenger me at, I believe it's under Wrestling Overtime. I'm trying to get it switched over, but. You guys know how Facebook is. And I don't want to get in Facebook jail. So, that is Under Siege. Like I said, you guys tell me your predictions. And I will be talking to you soon. And I'll see you down the road. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more. For your dough on stand mixers. Mm. Or get more. For your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more (gasps) bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. For the one standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com safety or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.